Warning, the following podcast contains adult language and childish comedy. Listener discretion is advised. And now, please adjust your headphone volume to an unreasonable level and enjoy the most dynamic and electrifyingly entertaining podcast ever to conquer cyberspace. This is Amish Baby Machine. Hello, friends, and welcome to the most powerful podcast ever created, the Amish Baby Machine Podcast, starring me, Dags, and today we have Johnny Rage. The Amish Baby Machine Podcast is a powerful American pop culture podcast, and now somewhere, parts unknown, via telegraph, is Johnny Rage. Welcome, Johnny Rage. What does via mean? We've talked about this. We never did get an answer, did we? No, it's via, via... I don't know what it stands for. Well, I I always say this whole joke. It's Viagra. Viagra, right? Yes. It's hard to say. It's hard. That's my opening joke. And when you introduce me, Dags, could you do it with a little more respect? You know, I think you're just kind of taking me for granted here. I want I want a, a more level of respect what, here. Why don't you do an example? How would I how should I announce you to the flock of Amish? Ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to rumble! Y'all ready for this? Isn't that overused? On the beat now. So what's up? What's up, Diggs? We are here. We are ready to party. Babs is on assignment. Ooh. Is that? Does that mean that? Why do they always say that? She's They're on assignment. Because they offended somebody, so they have to, like, give them that cooling up down period, like Laura Ingram. Yes. Oh, she had a vacation. This had nothing to do with the fact that she uh, upset half of her audience and no. advertised the leaving. She had this planned. <laughs> no, she needed to spend time with her family. <laughs> so, yeah. That's yeah. what people, they get fired, they're always, uh, they're spending more time with their family. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'll choose that. If I, you're my family. I like to spend time with you. I consider you my fam. My family, my 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 microphone, my microphone friend. That's what check it. Check check microphone. Lay check. down some tracks. Now on the last po- on the last powerful episode, mm-hmm. we talked about the movie A Quiet Place. Yes. And you didn't yet get to enjoy it. Please tell the family, the flock, what your thoughts are on that movie. Well, I, I heard what you and Babs were both saying, and I think Babs gave it the thumbs up. You gave it an absolutely complete thumbs down. I've never heard you rail against the movie quite the way you did against A Quiet Place. I don't think it was, I think you missed the mark. I don't know where you're coming from. Uh, well, your- I went, first of all, I paid $16 for it. We, had, we went on the ultra screen. It's like this big, huge screen. So it would have been one thing if I paid $5 for it. Maybe that was uh, part so of it. So that's the that's the that's the, part of uh, it. So because you paid sixteen bucks, ah, now I understand. No, that's okay. part of it. Like if you're gonna see a powerful sci-fi movie mm-hmm. that kicks your ass, like I enjoyed Blade Runner, and I want to see that, and I'm gonna pay. I would pay twenty bucks. But a quiet place. First of all, I think it, you don't need to see it on a big screen because visually there's nothing exciting about it. So tell the fans, why did you like it? Well, I thought it was a new twist to an old enemy, um, Aliens. Um, and I won't go, we talked about it. You guys talked about it, already kind of explained it. And uh, it was basically the aliens, you, you couldn't talk. Um, if you did, the aliens were just waiting to pounce on you. So you had to speak sign language. So this family, that's exactly what they do. They're, they band together. And the the one good thing is it wasn't that typical. They can only be out by, by day and they have to be in by night. We've seen that done over and over again. But these aliens were out 24-7. You just couldn't speak unless you went to your quiet place, which is why the movie is entitled, which they made in one of the barns. But um, I don't know. I, 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 it, was, it was a different twist. Um, I, I love sci-fi movies. I love when aliens are introduced. 
and I liked the concept. Uh, I thought it was um, not not your typical um, alien movie where uh, the, the the hero of the day saves saves everyone and the aliens are dead. No, it didn't happen at all in this. No, I want heroes. I enjoy a movie. I want the good guy to win. I want, the military should be in there. Yeah. See, every good movie has a powerful airstrike. I think every movie should have an airstrike, and every song should have a drum fill. Goo 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 goo. Well, I like, mean, wouldn't that have been cool if, like, some freaking fighter jets and launch cruise missiles? And that's what I want. I want aliens. But there was the problem with your thinking. You're rewriting the the script, but yes, the way there was there, there was no mo- there was no mothership to take out. These were they had already inhabited Mother Earth, and they were scattered what's with all the uh, mothers you're a mother mother mofo um this We're, is the mother of all mother maybe they could use the moab bomb on these keeping in tune with yes word to your mother, mother. yeah I, so i mean that's probably what was so refreshing about it they didn't get the military in there and uh we did see that in Cloverfield, where they introduced it of course all the godzilla movies they've always got the military this one didn't matter of fact they almost you almost have the sense that they're the last people on the earth. There's not even anybody left. They can't communicate with anybody. Now, is it uh, fair to bring a child into that world? I think it's real life, though. I, I love the fact that we all knew why they did it, because if you can't make a noise, well, how are you going to get through a pregnancy? Um, and that was kind of one of the main focal points of the whole movie. But, yeah, you wouldn't think you'd bring a, a child into that. But if it's a loving couple and... That's happens to be, and then it would be quiet lovemaking, also in a quiet place. Yes. Yeah. So I I think I think you're off the mark on that movie. Um, I give it uh, four buggy wheels. I'm going to give it a three and a half buggy wheels. Yeah. There's no good acting, no good action. They should add action. They should add a cool mothership, like entering Earth's atmosphere. Everyone loves that. Everyone loves spaceships entering the atmosphere, like Star Wars, the opening scene. After the credits roll, it always pans away, and then there's some cool opening scene. And one of the best yeah. movies ever made, Predator, had the cool scene where the spaceship is going into Earth. People want yeah, that. But, but Predator even has its inconsistencies. But, I mean, why, why can they not see this thing when it first enters the film? And then all of a sudden at the end, Arnold Schwarzenegger is fighting this thing as if it's a physical being. That's what that's what's inconsistent about that movie. That thing could go into invisible mode, but it doesn't. I so, will not put I, up with your blasphemy. I know that's that's like your do it, that, kill me. I'm here. Do it now, kill me. That ugly mother. Uh, but you need to see District Nine. Have you ever seen that? I have. Alien? Did you like that one? Now that one, it was a different take, and I enjoy that. But there was a big mothership like you like the military. Yeah, people love the motherships. They like the military. Well, then you must have loved uh, Independence Day. Yeah, that was a fun movie. Yeah. And then uh, the other one is Battlefield L.A. Again, the Army. I mean, those are all movies if that's what you want. Those are screaming your name. If you want the alien versus the, the armed forces, there you go. That's your, my pro tip for you for the day. Thank you. Just the pro tip. I got a pro tip for you. I love your pro tips. You're not a pro, and you truthfully, well, you, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, just keep working on that joke. Now, this is a pro tip for you kids that enjoy records. Back in the day, I called them records. Now they call them vinyl. So to clean your record, your vinyl, you put wood glue on it. Just put a layer on the entire record, let it dry, and just peel it back up. It's going to pull out everything out of the grooves. And then you're ready to groove. Now, are you being for real on this? That doesn't seem to make sense. What would be in there that would, the wood glue would, would pull out? Are you talking dust. about? Dust. Okay, dust. Okay. So if you scratch it, it's scratched. The wood glue no, you're, I mean, you're not going to repair scratches, but you're going re- to pull out all the dust, dirt, oil, fingerprints, okay. and bring it back to its... Just wonderful think, yeah. analog crackling I'm just, trying, I'm just i'm just trying to think of the last time i actually dealt with vinyl it's been a long long time the wheels of steel yeah 
We actually put the needle on, put the needle on the record. Put the needle on the record, and the drum beat goes like this. I think the last time that you dealt with records is when you were spinning, and you put on Morris Day in the time, and it kept skipping. Shake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was going back to my nightclub DJ days back at the old uh, nightclub in St. Paul, and I was renowned. People would come from miles. They would come from miles. They would come from miles, and I would just get the effect of beat mix rolling and throw Johnny in a Rage. That's where Johnny Rage and the Rage Cage stems from. Boy, you're going way back when you talk about that stuff. But that life was good back then, wasn't it? It was. The 80s. Yep. Everyone loves the 80s. I remember you'd go out and buy that brand new vinyl, and you'd pull it out for the first time, the smell and the, oh, yes. the smell of it. And I wanted, um, to, I wanted to come up with a cologne, moldy record store. Do you remember when you went in the record stores and they smelled of mold? What what was that one right on Snelling? Electric Fetus or what was kind of renowned? In the uh, Twin Cities, the most powerful record store that we enjoyed was Northern Lights. Northern Uni- Lights. On University yeah. in the great state of Minnesota. Yeah, they say history repeats itself and that's what happened. Vinyl is like making a huge comeback. I was talking with a brother-in-law of mine. He, had, he purchased like five or six reproductions of some old led zeppelin and remember remember then they'd have like the the gold one that you'd buy or a yellow one yes different colored colored vinyl in fact fans flock of amish rush the most powerful canadian band ever created that's my that was wonderful getty lee 2112 is coming out on blue vinyl. Emotional feedback from the timeless wavelength. Do I really, did I hit that or not? That was powerful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Speaking of, uh, speaking of music, this great state fair, and I may have a ticket for you, Johnny Rage, Boy George of the Culture Club, Thompson Twins, and the B-52s. What do you think? Wow, they already announced that for a great sweat yes. together? Can you imagine that? Are they all performing together or separate nights? That's all 180s night. Oh, okay. I, I can tell you right now the Amish Baby Machine will be there reporting, enjoying the music of the 80s and the powerful Minnesota State Fair. Are you excited, Johnny Rage? Well, I'm just thinking of him. Remember Boy George was on uh, The Apprentice? <laughs> oh yes yeah and then so boy george who else did you say was going to be there uh the dude from the thompson twins and, okay and the b-52s okay rock lobster you know sadly when i think of those groups it make it makes me think of huey lewis in the news and yeah. he's gonna he's gonna retire now from um touring and that's sad. I, I I love Huey Lewis in the news. I know. Uh, it's um. What was it? Did you hear that same? His hearing. Oh, his hearing. Yeah, which doesn't shock me. I mean, if you're in a rock band, and have you ever been? I'll never forget. Last fall, I was listening to a band. Have you ever had such deep bass that it actually affects your heartbeat? I've had you can feel it. You can feel it in your chest. The thumping of the bass, yes. But has it ever actually affected? Did it feel like it was actually kicking your rhythm, your heart rhythm, uh, off a beat or two? That is ro- skip? that is rock and roll right there, folks. Oh man, I'll tell you what. I was at a concert. Not it wasn't even a concert. It was a tent party, and the bass was so deep and rich that I could feel it. I could feel it on my chest. And it actually, and I'm not saying, it actually made it, made me feel like my, my heart was skipping a beat or two. And I literally mean that when I say that. So I had to back away from that bass. But um, Maybe you were having a panic attack. Did you ever think of no, that? No, because it was directly related to the bass. Because when, when I turned away from it, it stopped immediately. So you've never been that close to speakers where you've actually had that, that feeling where it attacks your, your chest. Actually, people have that effect from me when I'm that close to them. Their heart Their is heart. powerfully moved. Okay. Um, I must not be close enough to you to, to have that effect. But Where are you right now? You're in parts unknown. 
I'm on assignment. That's what I tell people. I can't tell you. I can't release my, my location. You know better than that than to ask, Dags. Did you turn off your location on Facebook? No, but we're going to have to start because they're watching every move that we're making, aren't they? Every move you make. Every breath you take. What do you think about that? Do you think that matters that they're compiling all this information? We've had discussions about this before, but it's in the news. Mark Zuckerberg grilled 10 hours in front of Congress about what steps he's taking to ensure that the American people, that all of our private information isn't being I don't understand why they have to do it. Just do straight ads or charge. Would you pay for a gated community? Would you pay for a gated community on the internet where you're protected? Um... Probably not. Um, it's just like when you download those apps and, and you get it, and it's loaded with all those commercials and or or advertising. But yes. you can get the real app for you know you pay money, you get the app without the ads. I never do. I always go. I always roll the even my flashlight. I think has got a ton of ads on it. And to me, it's like eh, no, I'm not paying for the twenty bucks for to be ad clear. I mean, it just doesn't warrant it. But what's the deal with, like, cable? Cable, like, let's say you have a pay-per-view fight. So you're paying for the fight, you're paying for cable, and then you have to watch commercials. They're triple dipping. Well, back in the day, HBO, HBO doesn't have any commercials, you know. Um, I, you know, the, only, the last pay-per-view thing I watched would have been the Conor McGregor fight. I'm trying to remember if there was commercials in that are you sure there's commercials in i mean there's there's always commercials i would you know in one way or another you're paying anyway everything's nickel and diamond you you were talking about cutting the cable cutting the cord but Mm -hmm. you still have to a la carte pay for all these things right but you know i think what you realize though when you evaluate it you don't really watch how much though you're not really watching as many stations the cable promote direct tv and comcast they promote how many stations they have. And everybody's like, oh my gosh, I get 700 stations, everybody. Well, you're only watching three. So it's just bloated. You don't need that. So so Sling, for instance, I always turn to them. If you can buy it a la carte for 25 bucks, I mean, that, that's the better value versus paying 125 for 70, 700 stations of which you're not even watching 600 of them, 695. Yeah, I think Bruce Springsteen had a song, 55 channels and nothing is on. Yeah, I mean, how true is that? I know you're a big retro fan. You watch MeTV, correct? When I can, I, I don't even have that. It's not even included in my DirecTV. What is your favorite Golden Age television show? Um, when you say Golden Age, are you talking 50s or what are you referring to? Well, I don't even want to limit you that much. Yeah, let's just say 50s, 60s, 70s, old TV shows. Uh, I mean, each each era has that, that show, that... that um, certain show but i'd have to go back to probably the annie griffith show i mean i i just never tire of watching that don, don Knotts is a comedic genius annie griffith they both they both play off of each other uh, really well why are um why are all comics comic geniuses is there any like comic idiots like asses? yeah i feel like we're our comedy is like on the sixth grade level mm-hmm. would you agree well, the, I'll tell you the difference. A comedic genius would be Don Knotts, and a comedic dumbass would be Dags. <laughs> There's your differences if you if this you need will all be edited out, and you <laughs> and you will be on assignment next week. <laughs> I'm on assignment. Uh, I, but then you know, that's the '50s, and then you roll into the '60s. What what stands out? Mod Squad, probably, and then you get into the '70s. Match game? Can we can we roll with the match game? Why was uh, why was Gene Rayburn's microphone so small? Well, actually, it was it, it was, was incredi- very, in, incredibly long with a small head. Yeah, the the reason that was so tall was because he did quite a bit of speaking and he wasn't behind a podium, so to hold a microphone up to your mouth for that long, uh, you your arm would get fatigued. So what he did it was it was that long so he could actually rest it against against his body. And that would allow him to to hold the microphone for as long as he had to, because it was one of the only game shows where he wasn't behind a podium. And, he, and so that's why that was that. That's why it was the the length it was. Who was your favorite game show host? Boy, I, I Bob Barker. Um, that's he timeless. Uh, Price is Right. Uh, I watch some of those to this day of him. How about the Winker, uh, Wink Martindale? 
if you were to think of your stereotypical game show host, he would probably be the poster boy for that. Um, no, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say him, um, but he definitely would be your stereotypical game show host. Did you enjoy Chuck? Like, did you enjoy Chuck Woolery? Yeah, we'll be back in two and two. Was his like from the Love Connection? Did yeah, he, Chuck Woolery was good. I he, liked him. He actually did the Wheel of Fortune. Do you remember that? Wheel of Fortune. Boy, that was a long time ago then. I can't believe. Does it shock you that the Wheel of Fortune is still on and it's on primetime TV? <laughs> it does. I mean, with all the television that we have, Netflix and Redbox and movies and all the cancellations of all the shows that try, some shows only go two, three now. They don't even wait a season anymore before they ax these things. But Wheel of Fortune, tried and true, still on at 5.30 every day. That That's just, that's shocking. <laughs> it is. Pat Sajak, do you remember, had a talk show? Yeah, it didn't do well, though. Didn't last. Um. Chevy Chase, what did his last about two days? Boy, it must have been quick because I don't even remember it. I don't remember that. I, I think Gene Rayburn, though, is probably one of my I, I He would probably rank up there as one of my favorite game show hosts. How about you? Do you have a particular individual? I liked Link Martindale. I believe his name was Peter Tamarkin was good. Peter Tamarkin, what did he do? He was on, he was like this real obscure if i remember right that's his name i'm pretty sure it's peter tamark and i think he passed away he was like he did these <laughs> i'm trying to remember what they actually were but they were the like the the do you remember in the during the day they had all these game shows and you remember the really big ones but some of them they had you know like you know i can't remember like buzz Wiz, wits or something you know they'd have different shows and they'd have like these lesser known hosts on there and he was one that i liked now, you know you really made it as a game show host when you made an appearance on The Love Boat, too. Do you remember the guy from Tattletales? Yes, that's Bert Convy. Bert Convy. How many episodes of The Love Boat did he all? <laughs> always... Now, there's a guy who's made it. You made it to The Love Boat. I just wanted to sit in the banana section on on that show. Go far. We talked about this before. It's It's always like there's a... What I loved about the Love Boat, it's the only air, it's the only show in the world where a captain refers to his bartender, his doctor, and his purser whenever there was an emergency. You know, it's like, is this the best we have when we're facing a, a um, iceberg or something? Whatever, whatever the the, the problem was. But th those are the people that he would turn to. Now, let you me know. ask you this: How would the Love Boat handle Somali pirates? Did they have a crack team on there? That is a great question because. It seemed like Doc and the bartender would have had, would have taken care of the problem for him because they always did. They were just there for Doc would probably for, have like an eight inch revolver and just start capping them. And, or and then Judy, the um, activities director. Yes. Maybe she was just posing as an activities director, but she was really watching for pirates. Yes. And then the daughter of the captain, what was her name again? Oh, they, um, yeah, yeah. What was her name? Um, I don't remember. If Babs was here, she could look it up. I miss Babs. Where's Babs again? On assignment. On assignment. Okay. Well, I'm looking forward to uh, uh, her return, no doubt. Uh, kudos to her. No doubt. Gwen Stefani. Maybe we could get her. Gwen Stefani uh, on the, the, the Amish baby. A lot of people want to get on this show. Why don't we let them? What's what's stopping us from doing it? You? And then we, we roll. I, I take you through the 60s and the 70s. You were talking about what, what did I enjoy? How about Happy Days? We we You can't get enough of that. You go back to Happy Days a lot. I just recently enjoyed Jumping the Shark. I watched it. Where where did you Do you have MeTV? Yes, but I was on, on the YouTubes and I watched it. Fonzie had some short shorts in that. They were blue, weren't they? And he, was, and, uh, White stripe on and it. he was wearing his old. and he was wearing his jacket. Yep, he always did. He wore his leather jacket still. Yep, yeah, those were the days. That 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 drew huge ratings, though, didn't that? And that was their, one of their reasons was because they weren't doing very well that they needed to bring it back, and that's why they brought Fonzie in to jump the shark. I liked Happy Days when they played Bill Haley and the Comets "Rock Around the Clock." 
the theme song opposed oh, to. Oh, you're talking about the original. Yeah, one. opposed yeah. to. And when they filmed it, do you remember when things were filmed versus videotape? Yeah. This has been filmed before a live studio audience. Yeah. Yeah, film had a cool quality to it that they couldn't uh, reproduce with video. Right. And I, and I liked a happy days when they were, you know, they come out on roller skates and they played that rock around the clock. And do you remember before uh, Chachi Arcola, there was Spike? Oh, yeah. Spike was yep. cool. Why was everybody hitting on Joni? She wasn't really that attractive, but Spike wanted her and so did, so did Chachi. Hubba uh, hubba. I, I, I just never understood it. Did, did you think she was an attractive gal? She was cute back then. I think they just had to do it. I mean, well, you... I get it. They had to write it into the script, but I'm like, I, I never thought she. Now, she's not a Marsha Brady. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. You enjoyed Marsha. Marsha was a very good looking gal. I yes. thought you'd be more of a Bobby Brady. <laughs> Bobby. <laughs> what was your favorite episode of The Brady Bunch? God, we're going really retro tonight on this show. Oh, who cares? I love retro Brady Bunch. Oh, boy, that that Gilligan's Island. I mean, all those shows. I mean, just let's just lay it out on the line. I mean, you can, you, could you pull a can you pull an episode out of your head of Brady Bunch? One you remember? Oh, probably the one where Marsha takes the football to the face. <laughs> oh, that was great. Yeah, her face swells up. Or there was the one where Cindy was lisping and somebody was making fun of her. Yes. So so Bobby, speaking of Bobby. Uh, took exception to it, so he got in a fight with his kid, knocked his teeth out, and he started lisping too, and everybody was laughing at him, and then he cried. <laughs> I love that episode. I always liked the Phil Packer episode. That's when uh, Peter Brady wore the mustache, and they, and they oh, were. Oh yeah. And the, Me- the Mike Brady had to enter, uh, entertain the Mexicans. They uh, some Mexican guy that I don't know what he was going to do something with our. He was an architect, so he was going to purchase something. So he had to, like, they were wine and dine him, and they went to a restaurant. And Peter Brady, a.k.a. Gus Packer, had the mustache on, and him and Greg, yeah. and they were making out with the chicks. And he looked over, and they said, what's the matter, Mr. Vasquez, or whatever his name was? And he goes, he was really disgusted because he couldn't believe that was going on in the restaurant. I thought they did that at a, at a uh, drive-in movie theater. I, I, I don't remember the episode where their no, the father was. Yeah, I think he said... I, w- I want your American food, what you call pizza. Yeah, I think they went to like a pizzeria. <laughs> I think I'm confusing two episodes and making them one. I thought that they they said, uh, Greg set Bobby up. Or no, it wasn't Bobby. What's the middle-aged son? Was it Bobby? Peter. Peter, I'm sorry, Peter. Yeah, and he set Peter up, uh, and they went to a, to a uh, I don't know, what am I, what am I thinking of? Didn't they have a convertible? He had the mustache. Actually, I'm actually confusing two two. I'm confusing the Brady Bunch with Happy Days. Do you remember in the opening credits when somebody had a convertible? Oh, yes, they, yes. And then it took the girl's wig right off at the same time, or yes. extensions? That's what I'm thinking of. I, I mean, and so. The, what's your, do you have a favorite episode you can share? That, I mean, you just th- did that, that one. one. That's one of my favorites. It was hilarious. I liked, uh, do you remember when they went on the big trips, like they went out west and, uh, I think it was, was it Vincent Price? Well, Vincent Price, didn't he trap him in the cave? That was on the Hawaii episode. Do you remember that? Yeah, that's when they found that little voodoo doll or the, something. The tiki and doll, it and it was giving the... Yeah, uh, and they had, they had to get it back. Otherwise, it would cause uh, 10 years of bad luck or something. And so when they go into the cave, Vincent Price is in there and traps him <laughs> and, and, and actually uh, holds him hostage. And then the voice of... Re- and then by the, by the end of the show, he's parting with him at some luau. The ultimate unification of pop culture and comedy. The Amish Baby Machine Podcast. Now, fast forward to the future here. Lost in space. On the last episode, you were talking about... We were talking about robots and how you want to watch the new Lost in Space. Did you enjoy any of the episodes of that new show? Did you see my robot promotion on Amish Baby? On Amish Baby Machine, the Facebook page. Powerful segue. We need you guys to go to Facebook. We need you to like our Facebook page. Also, follow us on Instagram, Amish Baby Machine on Instagram. The best way to enjoy this podcast is on iTunes. Go to iTunes, subscribe, leave a five-star review. If you do, you unlock the secrets to the universe. Also, we're available on Stitcher Radio, the Stitcher Radio app for all your Android devices. And make sure you follow us on Twitter, at Amish B Machine, Amish, the letter B, Machine, all one word. We're on there 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We want to hear from you. Please tweet at us. So, Johnny Rage, 
Tell us your thoughts on Lost in Space. Oh, I thought it was cool. I saw the tweet you put out about comparing the two space vessels. <laughs> yeah, did you see that? Like, yeah, that I didn't even catch that until you spotted it. It looks like the Millennium Falcon from, yes. from Star Wars. Yeah, I mean, it's a spitting image of it. You know, that is another reason you need to you need to be in all the various internets and social medias. That way, you will see everything that the Amish baby machine is. Did you figure that out on your own, or did you see a comparison to some other? No, site? I did this. That's why this is the most powerful podcast ever created. Well, no, you're the most powerful mind that's ever Thank been you. created. Thank you. Yeah. If anything that keeps me rolling with you, I, I have to stroke your ego just to make sure that I can be a guest every week. Yes. So anyway, um, Lost in Space, of course, the classic, 1950s classic. It's a remake. It's been remade before um, for the big screen. I don't think that one did all that well. Never even saw that one. Uh, but this one comes to Netflix. Of course, Netflix makes it a lot easier. I don't have to sit in line. I don't like it. I can bail out of it. I watched the first two episodes. I love robots. Uh, I'm not going to say the robot is good or bad, but it's a little different from what I was expecting. It's def- I knew it wasn't going to be like the same robot from the 1950s version, but it is a little, it's not friendly whatsoever. It's more of a menacing robot. It doesn't interact with the entire family. Only Will. Will finds this thing. I thought in the original episode, they bring the robot with them for their space destinations. This one he finds when they first have their first, uh, when they crash land on some faraway planet. So, but they set it up nice. I mean, they introduced the characters. Uh, Dr. Smith is actually a woman. I talked about that a couple of episodes ago. That kind of bothers me. I don't know why we have to monkey with genders. Um, that's not, you know, if you're going to copy something, let's copy it. And in terms of, of is it action packed? No, but but uh, Let me I ask. haven't fallen I haven't fallen in love with it, but I am going to continue to watch a few more before I make my decision. Let me ask you this: What is the audience of that show? Is it for kids, for families? Do you know off the top of your head? Oh, I mean, it's definitely not for kids. I think it's for people like me who watch the '50s classic, and they remade it um i I, yeah i guess i don't know i'm I'm just kind of throwing darts i guess millennials could like it too they're probably going after the millennials but millennials don't spend money chris this is this isn't they don't have to spend money i keep thinking of commercials on radios where you got to get the target audience that spends money so you can blow the commercials on but netflix doesn't have commercials i don't know to me to me it was a little too middle of the road i don't know if they knew what to do with it the robot's a little too menacing for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a little, you know, it's got the the sharp, like, uh, almost like the scales. It's got the one, fa- you know, the face is just one glowing orb. Mm-hmm. The voice is a little menacing. I don't know. I know they didn't have a lot to work with with robots back then when they did it, but that was more, more of a friendly robot. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't as, uh, I mean, did it ever, like, attack anything on that show do you remember the original yeah i mean i think if i remember correctly there was um an episode where dr smith was always plotting to get himself back to mother earth and it didn't matter if he took the robinson family with him or not he was out for himself and i think he actually programmed the robot to turn against the robinson family so i think it attacked them and of course, somehow he, his plan was foiled, and they found out what he was doing, and he ran away, and then he was always getting into trouble. They ended up rescuing him again, and then. But I think that's about the only time I remember it attacking, or if Will would, or maybe they came into a, a they would encounter an alien, and he would hold him back by crossing his arms and releasing this electrical shield so the rabbit Robinsons could run away. But I don't think he ever did like a man-to-man combat with anything. But so out of the two out of the two episodes, do you recommend it for our listeners? Yeah, I think if you enjoy um, watching, see, I enjoy all different types of movies. So I I don't know if I'll go into the entire season or if I would suggest that I'm going to have to before I give you my official uh, response that I'm going to probably have to watch one more. I you you I agree with what you said. 
it's kind of middle of the road and they don't know how um, dark they can get with it or how violent they can get with it. So they just kind of have it in the middle of the road at this point. So I will keep you posted. Is that an acceptable response? It is. I only watched a couple episodes, so I really can't form a, an opinion. Maybe the the robot changes. First couple episodes, it was a little too generic for me. Yeah, so would you, let me ask you this, will you forge ahead? Or are you done? Will you write it off? I, I mean, I, I should watch some more. I should really watch them straight through. It's kind of yeah. like it's kind of like Game of Thrones when I told you about them. Mm-hmm. That I think Game of Thrones, you need to just keep watching it, and it'll get better. But then again, sometimes it it's just not what you're into. Mm-hmm. Like, I think with me, you know, I did watch Game of Thrones. Um, I think for the average person that doesn't go to a lot of movies. And the only escapism they have is watching HBO because they heard their friend said it's really good to watch. I think it appeals to that person. But if you're an avid moviegoer, Game of Thrones is really kind of a generic, uh, kind of middle of the road for me. I'm going to give it the same response you did for Lost in Space. See, I totally disagree. Game of Thrones has great acting. Visually, it's fantastic. They frame up the shots really good. There's not a lot. There's not a lot of you know CGI crap going on and shoot, 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 shooting and fast cuts and and it's it just they'll frame up like two people talking. Mm-hmm. Th- that's why I like it. I the CGI on there is really good, so it doesn't stick out. It doesn't look yeah. fake. Like I have a hard time when I look at something and it looks fakey, then it kind of turns me off. There's a couple things CGI can't do very well yet is smoke and like ice. So sometimes mm-hmm. there's little things I pick up and like, but you know, you, you need to suspend your disbelief and not let that bother you. But the acting on there on Game of but, Thrones is incredible. I mean, let, let's face it. I mean, let's face it. Acting across the board now is pretty good with just about any anything you watch from a sitcom to um, no, I, no, I disagree. Like in that the quiet place horrible acting see i i don't get it i i you, i i don't understand why you say that i i really don't because i thought it was uh more difficult probably to act because there is no dialogue um i think you're off the mark on that myself but um I, i'll tell you what's got terrible acting they run it every easter season channel five the ten commandments are you familiar with that epic charlton heston movie yes Okay, you want to talk about terrible acting. I watch it just to laugh at how bad it's like a bad high school play. And there's some terrible acting. So if you compare most things to that, everything is some pretty good, pretty good acting. Um, but the Game of Thrones, I think the reason I didn't get into it like everybody else, because I do go to a lot of movies. One of my favorite movies was 300. Done very well. Better great, story. Line. Great movie. Uh, another one was Braveheart with Mel Gibson. Another, another good movie. movie. And the third movie is Gladiator. Okay. Great movie. I think I need to pick out certain episodes of Game of Thrones and have you watch them. Okay. Because it, it builds. Not every episode is going to be good. You know, they're setting things up. So right. you, you might be a little bored in them. So I'm going to find some episodes, ones that I think will have epic battle scenes that, that you like. I mean, Gladiator, the opening scene when they fought in Germania and they shot the, the flaming catapults, yeah. that was epic. Or Braveheart. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about when I'm talking about cinematography and you know powerful scenes, cinematography, the colors, right. the sound. So, that, so that, how do you, let me ask you this. What, what, how do you rate those movies to... King, uh, Game of Thrones. They're all good. I like every one of them. Would you even put the Game of Thrones on that same category? You can't possibly tell me you would. But you see, you haven't watched. There's seven seasons. You haven't watched it all. There, there. It's episodic. You know, it's not. It's if they made a Game of Thrones movie, that would you could compare those. But you can't compare. You know, a show with different episodes to one two-hour, three-hour movie. It's not a fair comparison. 
But if you like you like all those battle scenes, you would like Game of Thrones if you watch certain ones. I guarantee it. Well, I mean, I could try again. Do you know Do you know how ignorant I was to Game of Thrones, the whole Game of Thrones things? Yes. Tell, I, tell everyone. I thought Game of Thrones was a video game for years. And I'm not kidding you about that. I didn't realize it was actually this epic series on HBO. I thought Game of Thrones, every time I heard of it, oh, some, another dumb video game that I'm not going to play. And obviously it's success is unparalleled but and then they say this is the last season which i don't believe you know it'll probably go to the the silver screen or there'll be an offshoot of a character and it'll be there's no way something this popular is going to die that quickly would you agree with that statement yes yeah i i love the show and and there's some people that they're not into it but i think you know you you were mentioning all those films i think you would like it. You just got to watch it. And I know, you know, you don't want to sit through all that, but if you get to certain, like I could show you certain episodes where they're basically just mini movies, I think you'd dig it. Did you ever watch um, the Vikings on the History Channel? No, I didn't. I'm I'm talking about the series. I'm not talking about a documentary on them. Do you remember that? No, I know exactly what you're talking about. That one, that's one that's in the, in the quiver, I need to watch. I haven't, I haven't got to it yet. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, that was pretty good. Um, you know, I, I watched that for a while, and then um, the season ends, and then sometimes you forget about it and don't, and forget about it the next year. But I, I thought that was uh, that was pretty good. Um, I don't know how it compares to Game of Thrones because I guess I am not. I did only watch. I bet you it was even only a partial episode of Game of Thrones, but you got to remember Game of Thrones was like five books. Yeah, and they're trying to get him to write another one, and he didn't, so they're doing it on their own. I heard for the last season. Yeah, there's not even a book out on it, and you can kind of see the the difference from the adaptation of the books to just you know kind of making it up as they go now. Yeah, I wouldn't pick up on that because I'm not a I'm not a fan, and I I think uh, it'd be interesting to take a poll. Um. Yeah. Who is a Game of Thrones fan? How many? And I know there's a lot out there, but there's a lot out there for any specific movie too. I mean, every movie seems to have an audience for it. So I just didn't get it. Yep. Speaking of creativity, I got some uh, new indie music I'm going to play on this episode from the from the band Red Blue. It's called Seaweed. I'll play it at the end of the show. Make sure you stay tuned for that. We are a powerful fan of indie creators we are a powerful indie podcast but we are well willing to sell out if you want to buy us like if disney wants to buy this powerful podcast go ahead gosh wouldn't that be awesome to get a phone call gentlemen how much name your price (laughs) name your price two dollars i want my two (laughs) dollars uh name your price um you know, one of the things that you always say when you talk about movies, you say, oh, it's a great popcorn movie. I never understood what that means because what movie isn't a great popcorn I always movie? say popcorn movies. But do you, do you honestly don't understand or are you just trying to be funny? Well, I'm trying to segue to uh, my topic that I want to touch on is there's some movie theater secrets that the movie theaters don't want you to know about. They don't want you to know. They do not want you to know about it. But you want the flock of Amish to know about it. Well, I want them to be informed. Okay. Some of them aren't that big of a deal, but um, here, here's, this is just kind of plain gross. An alarming amount of moms change their kids' diapers right in the movie theater and then just put them underneath the seat. Don't you find that shocking a little bit? That is disgusting. Another thing they say, too, um, many movie theater employees don't mind if you want to make it a double feature. So let's say your movie ends early and you want to shoot over to the movie across the hall or you just wait until that next movie across the hall starts again. It doesn't sound like it's an issue with some of the movie because uh, you know it's young kids who are too lazy to probably say anything. Did yeah, you but do- these are all the secrets. These are those secrets that you always talk about unlocking by listening to the Amish baby. Yes. I'm unlo- I'm unleashing or unlocking the secrets of the movie theater. D- 
Did you used to do that when you were a kid? Did you, you know, watch one movie and sit there and watch another one or, or watch oh, the, you did. Yeah. I mean, when you're a kid, you got nothing else to do. Your mom, dad drops you off the movie theater. It was a, it was an event, you know, six, seven hours later. Can you pick us up? Yeah. I Star- thought that was an hour and a half. <laughs> Star Wars was one I remember seeing multiple times. Yeah. I remember when, Ro- I remember Rocky one came out. We watch that thing. I'm not kidding you at the movie theater, probably four times back to back to back. There's a question though. If you buy a ticket for a movie, are you allowed to watch it for the second time? I mean, you did purchase the ticket. Is it kind of like once you leave, you can't get back in? What is the rule of law for that? That is a good question. Powerful question. Popcorn. Why do you think they use that popcorn? That's what made me think of this because you're always talking about, oh, that's a popcorn movie. I don't appreciate you appropriating my voice. Well, that is, you have that copyrighted patented. I just thought I'd use it. I don't like power. That's a popcorn movie. Oh, Kermie. <laughs> um, that became popular. Why do we? Ask me, Dags. Why do we use popcorn in movie theaters? How did that relationship ever merge? Where did popcorn come from? Why do they enjoy popcorn? Let me tell you, it was actually a tradition ingrained into our culture during World War II when sugar rations made candy very difficult to come by. Although popcorn had always been around and was actually sold in movie theaters before you could even see feature films, it was cemented as a go-to movie snack during the war because they had no chocolates or no sugar to make the sugary treats. So they turned to popcorn. That's brilliant. Yeah, that's when I roll up my Johnny Carson. And you did not know that. Isn't that amazing, the sacrifices people had to do in World War II compared to what now? When we have wars and wars and we don't, doesn't affect us at all. Back then they had a ration, I mean, nylons, food, sugar, Um, you name it, rubber. The the pennies were steel, they weren't copper. I mean, if we're on the Facebook and it doesn't download fast enough, we're like pissed. Like, gosh, piece of junk, come on, I want to read this article. Or you go to the convenience store, no Diet Coke, come on, you know. But, yeah, you're talking about real problems back then. How about the soldiers going to, to D-Day? I mean, what they faced, you know. There was no the small issues of no Diet Coke or download speeds. They were just worried about their life day in and day out. Do you have any more secrets of the movie theaters? Well, do, did you unlock the se- enough secrets? I thought that popcorn was, uh, that was pretty interesting. That is a good um, one. Yes. It says theater theater employees, when um, nobody's around, like to take their Xbox and play it on the big movie screen. How would you enjoy that, Dags? You're a gamer. That would, would you be... like to take your Xbox and go into that big, you know, the, the movie theater you spend 16 bucks on to see A Quiet Place? Would you spend $16 to play your Xbox on it? I would definitely play PUBG on there. How much popcorn do you think you eat? Well, not you, because this is the average American. You're you're below average. The average American, how much do you think they eat in terms of quarts of popcorn in a year? I'm still hurt by that statement. The average American eats nearly 70 quarts of popcorn a year. That's a lot of popcorn. That is a lot of popcorn. Why do you think the popcorn smells so good? Why is it? Does because it, cause do, of the butter? Do you think it's... Do you think it smells good when you enter the movie theater? Is it the toppings? It's a bunch of multiple thing, uh, multiple things. Um, the next time you can barely resist that amazing smelling popcorn, rest assured that the sensation you're experiencing is no coincidence. Theater employees have revealed that there are a number of tricks used to make the popcorn smell irresistible throughout the entire theater. They range from popping it in a mixture of coconut and canola oil, kind of what you said, Dags, to covering it in mysterious unnamed chemicals, and even going to the lengths of using special vents in the proper design that are properly designed to encourage maximum popcorn scent wafting. Wow. So it's all done by design. All done by design. They need to add different popcorns, though. I want caramel corn, and I want cheese corn. Um, if you go to some of the movie theaters, they will offer 
the salts that are seasoned. You, you could get like a cheese salt. Yeah, I saw that. But I want a delicious cheese corn. And I want that cheese do to get all over my fingers. One time I had a real powerful first world problem. I got the cheese do on my fingers and my phone. I couldn't unlock my phone. Ooh. Can you imagine? Yeah, now that's a serious problem. Yes, that, I had it. That, that, that equals landing the beach on D-Day, that one. Yes, I had to get on the Twitters, and my thumb was just encased in cheese Ooh. Not good, thanks. No. I, I feel for you on that one. Do you like caramel corn, uh, cheese corn, popcorn? What is your favorite popcorn? I'm just kind of reading about more popcorn here. Is there such a thing as bad popcorn? Um, how about that weird? I, I, how about that weird popcorn where it's like real? Uh, I I don't know. It's like puffed up. It's like a puff corn. Oh yeah, and then people put caramel on it. Yes, and they have to yes. Make, yeah. No, that's like that's like packing material. I don't care for that at all. Oh, circus peanuts. Oh, the orange circus peanuts. Yeah, no, they, no, I'm talking about the packing material that they use. If you get some from Amazon, you open it up and they got the pink. Yes, I. Yeah, I know, but I, I just transitioned into circus peanuts. Well, how about the, the, do you remember back in the day with the air poppers that would make your popcorn for you? Yes, they were very popular. Oh, they were, it was horrific though. It was dry, tasteless popcorn. Um, not good popcorn, definitely. I know you asked me what my favorite is. I've told you some of my worst. But, you know, you, you go to the movie theater, and I told you the one now will add butter topping, real butter. They don't go with the canola or coconut stuff, but it costs you a buck. So, I it's worth a buck. Is it worth a dollar two days to get actual butter on your popcorn? Yes, I would definitely pay a dollar. I mean, you're paying like eight dollars for the pop anyway. Right, popcorn. Um, and they always strong arm you. Oh, do you want the big pop? It's only a dollar fifty cents more. <laughs> Uh, they do that to us throughout our entire lives. Two is always cheaper than one, and they wonder why we're fat. Yeah, you know? they're always upselling us. Yeah, it's the, everything. Yep, yeah, it it's is. Like the when you get cars three dollars, but if you get the double whipple dipple, it's it's two and a half. You get the car wash, and you got to get the deluxe one. Do you ever get the yes. middle of the road car wash? Um, that's kind of where I roll. Is I don't go low, I don't go high. You're lukewarm. It's, sounds like Hillary Clinton. When we go low. When they go low, we go high. Um, no, I usually go middle of the road for the most part. So if there's like a 15, an 8, and a 10, I'll roll 10. I said if I ever cough on the show, it's just me doing my Hillary impersonation. So don't let it bother you. <laughs> okay. You're not doing a self-exam then where you're, go ahead, cough. <laughs> Has she fell uh, down lately or not? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, that image of when uh, the campaign trail was going. And do you remember when she infamously now, she's walking up the plane steps and she <laughs> actually stopped and she falls, but somebody added a golf ball hitting her. Trump, <laughs> Trump's driving and a golf ball actually hits her and knocks her over. <laughs> or on, uh, or on 9-11 when they, she just collapses and they throw her in the van like a sack of potatoes. <laughs> we shouldn't be laughing. That's we're, we're not. That's horrific. Uh, well, I, I think the reason we laugh so much is because they just try to hide it. Why don't they just come out and say, yeah, you know what? She had diarrhea that day. And <laughs> boy, it was exploding. We had to get her the hell out of here. So, oh, nice. You know, That make, reminds me of Andre the up. Giant. But I've heard a lot of good things about the documentary on HBO. You talk about Game of Thrones. Uh, HBO now has backed it up. Or not backed it up, but uh, they're doing a documentary on Andre the Giant. And you were talking about that. And I would wonder if that was what you were watching when you were referring to the diarrhea. Was that part of the HBO documentary on him? It may have been. This was just a YouTube video I was watching. Okay. Were you, did you know that there's a documentary right now on HBO about Andre? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I, saw, um, I haven't actually watched it. Well, I heard a couple of things. I didn't see it yet. I'd love to see it. I guess he had this syndrome known as giantism that his – they said in the, the documentary that they could have stopped it. It wouldn't have made him shorter, but it would have prevented him from getting bigger. But he didn't want his mom to stop it because he thought it might affect his wrestling career. So 
but some of the interesting statistics or facts about him is when he would take a plane, he needed two seats, of course, because the guy was seven foot four. And it was extremely, extremely uncomfortable for him to travel, number one, because two seats weren't even big enough. But he couldn't use a restroom on an airplane because of his size. So they had to bring him buckets to use. Um, how would you like to be that? How would you like to be that airline attendant? Oh my goodness! Can you imagine? Yeah. And it's not like he was doing four-hour flights where he could possibly hold it. He would go to Japan all the time in Europe for wrestling matches. So you know, a time or two, he was dropping some logs. <laughs> oh my fight. god! Yeah, and then he's got the record for drinking the most beer. I think it stands at 110 cans of beer in one sitting. Don't quote me on that. I might have to get Google Boy on that, but it, it was up there. No, I saw a clip where uh, Ken Patera was talking about that. They were all pounding beers and the mm-hmm. epic amounts of booze they drank. Yeah, but did he say? Did he mention that he didn't say that he could keep up with Andre? Did he, or did he just talk about how much Andre drank? I I can't remember. I just remember they were all talking about the power drinking they used to do back in the day. And there was this okay. other guy that drank a lot, but. Yeah, there was no contest with Andre the Giant's drinking ability. Now, I want to say it was 110, I, and I, I should know that before I speak of it, but it's close to what I'm saying. But being seven foot four, 400 pounds, back then he was a freak. But today there's basketball players, which are definitely his height, but they're not, not 400 pounds necessarily. But do you think that, doesn't he seem like he was bigger than that, though? He did. Just his his persona and everything. But like um, like the size of his hands, the size of his head. A lot of the right. bas- basketball players are still in really good proportion. I mean, he mm-hmm. was he was truly a giant. Right. You know, a lot of people said when they watched the documentary they really felt bad and sorry for him, but I mean, the guy made probably millions. He you would have never known who he was if he didn't if he wasn't uh, who he was, seven foot four giant. Um, so do you feel sorry for a guy with all that fame and fortune? I heard a lot of, pe- uh, a lot of people hated him. He was a mean person. Like, oh, like man. he hated uh, Macho Man Randy Savage. He, yeah, I heard that. He hated that. I don't, I don't know what the reason was. They talked about that, too, how much he hated him. Uh, I guess we'll have to watch the documentary to find out why. Yeah, but, there's a, is it actually out yet or is it coming up? No, no, it's out right now. Oh, it so is. You oh, it is. Okay. Yeah. So that might be something you want. Instead of watching the Lost in Space, uh, you can watch uh, Andre Giant, the documentary on I, him. I do, I do like real-life documentaries because it really mm-hmm. happened. Even though I've talked about it before that they can spin a documentary to make someone look like a bad guy, make it, someone look like the good guy. They do mm-hmm. that a lot with documentaries. Instead of just having it straight, you know, they kind of spin it to make it entertaining, which is understandable. Right. right. Kind of like based on a true story, a movie, which it's very loosely based, like nothing really happened except. <laughs> yeah. The name. Although, yeah, some small little detail, but no, I, I suggest eggs. I'm going to give you homework now. I want you to watch. I don't even know how long the documentary is. If it's like a seven part series or just an hour, but I want you to watch that. And I want to report back on our next amazing Amish baby machine. I will. Jenny Rage, okay. did you have a good time tonight? I always have a good time. Yeah. Good time. Anytime you do a podcast, good time. Anytime you do a thanks, good time. Oh, baby, lucky we got them. Dun, 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 dun. Good time. Yeah. That was dynamite, Johnny Rage. Well, dynamite. What you, what you talking about, Willis? Oh, too soon. Well, I hope you guys had a good time tonight. We appreciate we I say tonight because we're recording it tonight, but you are listening to this podcast whenever you want. That's the beauty of it. We enjoy everyone that listens to this podcast. We just ask you one thing. Please tell a friend about this podcast. Go on your internets, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, spread the word. You can do guerrilla marketing techniques, just do everything legal. Tell everyone about Amish Baby Machine. And until next time. You've just enjoyed the Amish Baby Machine Podcast.
This episode of the Amish Baby Machine Podcast. The Amish Baby Machine Podcast is available on iTunes and on the Stitcher Radio app, available for iPhone, iPad, Android, and Kindle Fire. Please follow us on Twitter at Amish Baby Machine and visit our webpage www.amishbabymachine.com. Thank you for listening. This has been an Amish Baby Machine production. All rights reserved.